God-fearing, pistol-packing patriot, free-thinker and spirit, who has always taken the road less traveled, CEO of Definitely Holly. Welcome back to the Definitely Holly show. This is Definitely Holly, not maybe, but definitely on News Talk STL 1019 and 941. Once again, we have an awesome show lined up for you today, and our guest is going to be sticking around for the whole show. And as always, there's lots to cover, so make sure you're tuned in and you stick around. You can listen directly to my show every Saturday evening on News Talk STL 1019-941 FM at 5 p.m. every single Saturday. You can download the free News Talk STL app on your phone, or you can listen directly on our website, NewstalkSTL.com. Also, we have the podcast versions of all my shows, so if you missed a certain show and you want to go back and listen to it, you can do that. You can find my show, The Definitely Holly Show, anywhere you get your podcasts, so Apple, Spotify, and once again, you can go to NewstalkSTL.com and look up Definitely Holly, and you'll see all the podcast episodes there. Now, before we get into today's guests and our topics, I just want to say, for, uh, give you guys a little laugh and say today's phrase is brought to you by our fake President Biden. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Come on, man. Come on, man. And you ain't black. Come on, man. And it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, uh, um, blonde in the sun. Come on, man. And I've loved kids jumping on my life. Poor kids are just as bright and just as tall as white kids. I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Get a life. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. So, so that was a clip I found online. It's absolutely hilarious. But basically, it's like some guy redid the video of of uh, President Biden falling down the stairs, but it's like a it's like a cartoon type version, and he's literally falling down the stairs. <laughs> it looks like a video game, like those video games like I used to play when I was a child, or I'm sure like my brother played growing up too. But just like that little cartoon person, it's almost like a Mario game almost. It's just like this guy like falling down the stairs, and the stairs just keep going. It's it's never under never ending stairs, but. I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Something else I'd like to bring up uh, <laughs> to give you a little laugh. Um, it's called the uh, Becoming the Best You Conference. So last weekend, we had a wonderful conference in uh, Clayton, Missouri, the St. Louis area. And we had, oh my gosh, Becoming the Best You Conference. We had 30 to 40 around, uh, around 30 to 40 different speakers. And people, you know, came in uh, from Florida, from uh, Kansas City, Missouri, from all over the United States, even Hawaii. It was really awesome getting to 
connect with these different speakers and hear their stories. Um, a lot of different business owners. Actually, we had a self-made millionaire. Um, I think, I'm trying to think. It was Kevin Wilson, I believe that's his name. But just people sharing their stories and giving advice to others on, you know, how they're going through their own struggles, how they're getting through struggles in their own life, but also becoming the best version of themselves. And so they had different, like, um, different break breakout sessions. You can listen to the speaker personally, like one-on-one. It was a great time. And I was one of the speakers and I spoke on Friday night and I spoke on a Saturday morning as well. And it was interesting. It was a lot of people got a lot of good feedback, had a lot of people reach out to me, a lot of people interested in my radio show. And I'm going to have some of those guests, those speakers actually coming on in the next few months on my show. You'll get to hear their stories. Um, but what was really interesting was, again, on Friday night, I focused on um, personal development. I focused on God. I focused on um, the struggles in my own life and how I'm getting through those struggles and, you know, struggles I've went through in the past. But what was interesting was Saturday morning. They asked me Saturday morning to do my Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez impersonation. So I did just that. And about half the audience, their jaw was like on the floor. I don't know if I, you know, offended them because I might be liberal um, or just, you know, not in tune with politics. And the other half of the audience was like clapping, standing up. You know, it was, you know, they're taking video. So I ended that that um, that uh, speech on Saturday after my AOC impersonation by saying, look, OK, enough of that. I'm definitely Holly. You heard me last night, but I'm going to tell you the truth. And I talked about the World Economic Forum or Schwab. I talked about mind control. I even threw an MK Ultra, and people are like, "What's MK Ultra?" And I told them, "Well, I got cut off." So there was two uh, people that were putting on the conference. One is definitely conservative, and she asked me to do my AOC impersonation. Well, the other man, bless his heart, I love him, nothing against him, but I obviously, you know, he didn't like what I was saying. But again, I'm there to say the truth, and I'm there to enlighten people, whether you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, you don't, you know, identify as any party or not, you know, you don't even want to be around politics. People need to know what's going on and you need to be awake because if you're not awake, you're not going to be able to enlighten others and to help others and be there for others. So my personal opinion, if you're becoming the best version of you, the best version of yourself, you need to be awake and you need to make others awake. You need to awaken others. And that's crucial. So go ahead and listen to this of definitely Holly. It's just a, a little clip. If you want to hear my my full my full speech from Friday night and my full speech from Saturday, you can go to YouTube. You look up definitely Holly and YouTube and I posted them both right there. Hopefully they're still on there and YouTube didn't take them off. So here's definitely Holly. Too much truth to handle. Because we don't want to live in a world where we own nothing. We don't want to be controlled by the government. We want to be in control of our own lives, and especially, well, God is still in control. We need to remember that as well. I've mentioned God a lot in my speech yesterday, but God is in control. But we have to be aware, because what we're facing now is not people think, you know, oh, we're gonna go into World War III. We're gonna have an actual war. You guys, we're in a war right now. We're in a spiritual war. Whether you see it or not, we're in a spiritual war. We're under attacks, our minds are under attacks, our children are under attacks in our schools. It's called indoctrination and it has been going on for a long time. It's called mind control. Another thing I want you to write down, look up MK Ultra. 
Okay, look up MKUltra, a government government technique that's mind control. They've been doing it for ages, since 1948. Look that up as well. So you need to have the ability to think for yourself. Look within your own heart, focus on your own soul and your own mind. Look within yourself and stop being fed the narrative the narrative from the establishment. Think for yourself. You take my money, well I'm in need. Yes, it's a trifling. Yes. Round of applause. So so basically you heard right then and there of that was me and I totally got cut off. Because here I am exposing the truth, and that particular uh, person, again, there were two people putting on the conference, but that particular person did not want me sharing the truth because when you share the truth, sometimes it makes people uncomfortable. They don't know how to accept it. They don't know how to, you know, how to hear it, especially people that are not awake. And so that's exactly what I did. I shared the truth and people's jaws were just on the floor. And <laughs> it was quite funny getting like totally like pushed off stage. But guess what, everyone? I am going to be speaking again at that same conference in Kansas City, Missouri in August. And I plan to be awake then too. <laughs> and I hope to, to make more people awake. But in all seriousness, again, you need to wake up. Everyone needs to wake up. They need to keep sharing the truth and don't be scared to enlighten others and share the truth with others because that's what this whole journey is about. It's about love and it's about thinking about others and waking others up so we all know what's really going on in life. Now, I'm going to go ahead and introduce my guest for today's show. She knows exactly what I'm talking about when I say we are in a spiritual battle my guest today, she is someone who is helping out and making a huge difference about this huge problem of human trafficking, and she is a survivor herself. Welcome, Meredith Foster. She's the founder and executive director of Tiger Lily Resources, and Meredith also has an online video series called Traffic Stop, and she's doing great things with that. Traffic Stop shares the real news of the multi-billion dollar crime industry of human sex trafficking in the U.S. And Sex Trafficking is, like I said, an online video series that's hosted by Meredith. So let's bring her on. Hi, Meredith. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. How's it going? Very it's good. Always a pleasure having you back in studio. And uh, like I, uh, the last time that you were here, I just want to remind everyone that Meredith will be here at least once a month in the studio and sharing what's going on with Tiger Lily Resources yeah. and, and events that... Yeah. yeah, thank you so much for that repetitive platform. I really, really appreciate it to get the word out. So, and you said too the perfect word of reawaken, awaken yes. people to the issues. And this is definitely, definitely an issue that people need to wake up to. They don't understand what human trafficking is in the United States. So, explain to people uh, what is human trafficking? What does that look like in the United States? It's very broad, but human trafficking is any form of sexual exploitation that is done by force, fraud, or coercion and trade for something of value, anything of value. It could be money. It could be shelter. It could be food. Um, human trafficking, human sex trafficking of minors is without question 
a violation. It is human trafficking. It changes the perspective once that minor becomes 18. It no longer is human trafficking, and that victim now becomes a prostitute, and they have to prove that they have been trafficked with a solid evidence of force, fraud, or coercion. Wow. So go ahead and, you know, explain to people who might not be familiar with Tiger Lily, Tiger Lily Resources, go ahead and explain what you do and where you're at now. Yeah. Um, well, like you said, I am a survivor. Um, but when I started Tiger Lily Resources uh, back in 2014, I did not start it as a trafficking outreach. I started it as a single mom ministry. I did not connect myself to that world. It wasn't until probably 2017 that I actually understood that my life had walked down that dark, dark valley of being trafficked. Um, so I had started the ministry like I said, in 2014 in Palm Beach County, Florida, um, from the St. Louis area. Grew up here, but I lived in Florida for about 15 years. And um, that's where I was trafficked in Broward County. Um, yeah, so when I started it there, it was going really well. Um, started at Single Moms. And in 2015, um, I got, like as my husband likes to say, I got orders from headquarters, <laughs> which is a word <laughs> from God, that it was time for me to come home. Um, so I came back to St. Louis and I knew I was going to be starting Tiger Lily here. Um, I thought it was going to be a single mom ministry here and it started that way. Um, but in 2017, it took a deep switch to trafficking outreach. And it was from me basically submitting to... Um, understanding what my life was and that that is was now my calling and so saying yes to that and doing that really has just taken this ministry and this mission in a whole direction that I could have not imagined and uh, we were very in the beginning of the outreach in 2017 we were very feet on the street we made a lot of connections with local law enforcement and jurisdictions and we were out on the streets um, we would get girls from the street we would get girls from the hospitals and from jail and um, get them directly out of the life and just walk with them on their journey to healing. And uh, since then, we have taken a lot of different directions. But currently, um, the biggest push right now for me is raising absolute awareness of what human trafficking looks like in America. Most people when they think of human trafficking, they think of other countries. Um, they definitely think of the border. Um, and they think of the over-dramatized movies like um, Taken or Priceless, right. which all of those are true. They do happen that way. But overall, in America, it's a much closer to home activity than it is the dramatic. So, so go ahead and tell people also what – actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, Meredith is actually going to share – her new episode on Traffic Stop, and uh, she actually interviewed Bikers Against Trafficking. So we'll hear from that. We'll hear about Bikers Against Trafficking and what's going on with that. Stick around. This is the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL 101.9 and 94.1. This is the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL. Welcome back to the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL 101.9 and 94.1. So early, earlier in the show, I actually shared my experience at a uh, local conference that I spoke at in St. Louis. That's called the Break or Becoming the, the Best You Conference. Again, that's Becoming the Best You Conference. That was last weekend. 
you can look up and hear what I said, my little TED talk. I gave two little talks that weekend, uh, two different speeches. So you can look that up on YouTube. You go to Definitely Holly on YouTube and you can hear that. Right now, we have Meredith Foster in the studio today. She comes on once a month, and Meredith is the founder of Tiger, Tiger Lily Resources. And she's in the studio today, and we're talking about human trafficking, what that looks like in America. And she is actually going to share the latest episode on her podcast series, A Traffic Stop. And she actually talked to Bikers Against Trafficking. Yeah, that was an awesome interview. Um I just I came across them on Facebook and I was like, you know, I'm just going to reach out to them. And in minutes of me reaching out initially being like, hey, we have this project that we're doing and it's you know raising a national awareness. We'd love to have you on the show. It was literally within like five minutes. They responded back and they're like, yeah, that'd be great. We'd love to be on. That's awesome. So, yeah, we had it set up like probably within the, the week it was scheduled to do it. And uh, I interviewed Huck and he is their international director um, and their local um, director for their mid Florida chapter. And his name's Hawk. Huck. Oh, H-U-C-K. Huck. Okay, Huck. Yeah. I was like yeah. Hawk. I'm like, That's <laughs> I know. Cool. It's <laughs> yeah. But it's Huck and Mama Bear. That's his oh, wife. I love yeah, it. so cute. I love it. And um, so Bikers Against Trafficking was founded um, by Duck. Duck. I'm sorry, Doc and Rainy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like they have a history of either addiction or a touch of the life. And it was on their heart to start this. So they started the in like 2015, I think it was. And now they've grown to about 12 chapters. Wow. And so I know, you know, they have probably about, um, I want to say there was at least six in the country, maybe nine, because there are some in Canada and then they have some affiliates in other countries. Um, but it was just so cool to talk with them and hear their ins and outs in Florida because they touch so many different areas of Florida. So they'll have, you know, Orlando with Disney, um, you know, the Space Coast, Daytona, um, or, you know, Tampa and all that. So they have so many different elements of the area to tie trafficking into that. So there's so many opportunities to see high volumes of trafficking. And, you know, just picking his brain of, and not not trying to re-exploit any survivor's story, but really to get some of the realities out so people do know what it looks like, right? So, he was like, basically, it, it doesn't know any age. He's like, I've seen people in their 30s. I've seen children. I've seen people who are homeless. I've seen people who are successful. You know, it's there's no bias to it. And just he was in it's becoming commonplace where the overall is this happens everywhere every day. And it's not as dramatic as people think it is, but it happens every day. And a lot of times it's from family members you know, selling out their other family member or he was even saying, like, you know, children trafficking children, which is like school aged, right. you know, and that happens in high schools all the time. And um, he said that the newest thing that they're coming across is um, online social media. A, a girl who's actually being trafficked will be online and entice another like a young man to engage in video activities And in the middle of that video activity, the trafficker will kind of take over and use that video as blackmail right then on the spot and then ask the guy to basically pay to not use that as blackmail. That sounds a lot like what goes on behind closed doors with our administration, with, you know, local officials, national officials. Yeah, yeah. Very manipulative. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just it's so deep it's so far and wide and there is not a single area that is immune to this 
Yeah, and just in hearing about like their connections with law enforcement, um, he has the wonderful privilege of being able to have worked with um, Sheriff Grady down in Polk County, which if y'all don't know who Sheriff Grady is, you need to look him up. He is absolutely amazing he's, at what he does. He's a star. He is, and he holds nothing back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So he's had the ability to work with him, which is probably just the coolest. For me, it would be the coolest privilege to work, oh, which yeah. I'm going to reach out to Sheriff Grady to see if I can get him on the show. You should. <laughs> you got to get him on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So January, we had you on in January. Mm-hmm. January was a sex trafficking awareness month. Now, February, we just had the Super Bowl recently, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the largest human trafficking event in the world. Yes. So talk a little bit about the Super Bowl and why is that the largest human trafficking event in the world? Yeah, well, I just did a speaking presentation a few weeks ago, right before the weekend before Super Bowl. And um, I was like, you know, it was a decent sized crowd. And we were talking about the day of the event of Super Bowl. And I was like, that's Sunday. I was like, but what most people don't know is that leading up to Sunday, there's a whole week <laughs> of activity, of parties, of Um, invite things. So there's a lot of elite, there's former NFL players that are there. There's a lot of VIP parties. So it's not just one day of the game of, you know, and then let's bring in the fun for the one day. It's a whole week of it. So that's why they can call it the largest single event because it spans many days in many venues and they have to bring in many people to provide. So yeah, that's, it's estimated that in the United States in one year, that there are over over 200,000 women and children who are trafficked in America every year, and that's enough to fill that stadium where they played the Super Bowl, the State, Bowl, uh, the State Farm Arena in Arizona. Mm-hmm. You could fill that stadium over three times with the amount of people that are trafficked in America. And that's, I mean, still, there are so many people who are still so blind to this, and then they, they, they either don't want to accept the fact that yeah. this is going on in America and around the world, or... They're just unaware. Yeah. A majority of it's unaware. Um, Every time I do a speaking engagement, I bring a survey. It's six very basic uh, questions. Um, When you you hear the phrase human trafficking, what do you think of? What does human trafficking look like in your community? How good or bad is it? What does it look like in the country? What are the biggest contributors to human trafficking? And besides Tiger Lily, what are other ministries or organizations that you know of that are fighting human trafficking? And the overall response is always, I don't know. They just don't know. It's a, it's a big, big issue. And a lot of times it's heavy. People don't want to talk about it. it. So is. they turn a deaf ear, a blind eye. Yes. But they don't realize that it's literally happening. I guarantee you it's happening in every parent's school. Oh, yeah. It's happening. Where their kids go to school at, it's happening there. It is. In some form. And people also need to be aware and, you know, be cautious of, again, it's all about awareness. You know, physical awareness, Mm -hmm. spiritual awareness, Mm -hmm. uh, just mental, you know, emotional awareness. But uh, also, like, child protective services, people need to be on guard with that, too. Very much so. Yeah, very much so. They're actually one of the biggest perpetrators of selling children. Yes. It's a money-making machine for them. Um, there was a story that was shared of um, it was a DCF situation, and this child who was at the time 14, um, he had been bounced from the age of 9 to 14. He was bounced between like 41 homes wow. because he was so traumatically hurt from he was being trafficked in family circumstances prior to that. And he was bounced around to so many homes and the the families that were taking him in, they were like, you know, he's just not normal. Like, we don't know what to do with this child. And 
you know, they were like, well, he is normal for a child who was traumatized that much, you know, and in that time of being in the system, not one time did he have counseling, not once. So his, you know, his fear and his trauma just mounted. It was insurmountable, especially with all of those passing through of all those homes. It's just there's so many layers of trauma that come along with with trafficking. And one thing that I'm really discovering and doing this, um, kind of putting a, a stronger definition, I guess, um, with trafficking, trafficking is actually a symptom and then it's a cause. So trafficking is a symptom that comes of anything that makes somebody vulnerable. So it comes from a broken home. It comes from child abuse, sexual abuse, poverty, drug use. Um, all of those things are the root of it that creates a vulnerability that the predators know what to look for and in seconds can take that in. So then they're trafficked. So you have all of those layers of trauma, then the trafficking trauma, and then everything else that happens after that. Wow. It's massive. It is. And for so going back just to the Super Bowl, so it's recently been announced that police in Arizona have actually announced that an operation targeting human trafficking and sex crimes around the time of the Super Bowl and other high-profile events netted hundreds of arrests. So that's. Wow. I mean, this is so Phoenix police said uh, recently that multiple uh, officers or officers from multiple law enforcement agencies took part in this operation. So this was between January 30th and February 11th in the Phoenix area that resulted in nearly 350 arrests and 48 of them for felony crimes as part of a sex trafficking and prostitution crackdown. Right. So in that article, does it mention um, of those arrests, does it mention if there were any victims saved? So that's probably not. Prob- no, <laughs> it usually no. doesn't. No, it usually it does doesn't. Not. It's, it's very vague. Again, it, it's. So, and it, it says, you know, 48 people were arrested for felony crimes and then 300 for uh, misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're, they're very, these articles, again, mainstream media. Uh-huh. But, again, these articles are very vague. In this. Well, and a lot of times, too, in those stings, even though they're cracking down and, you know, showing face for tackling it, a lot of times the girls that are involved in it and the guys, there's guys who are trafficked, too. Um, the the ones who are the victims of it, they're actually arrested for prostitution first before they're ever discovered to be a victim of human trafficking. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it actually says, so if you scroll down the bottle, this is actually from Fox News, but it said police were able to recover five juveniles and one adult. Awesome. Yeah. So, and that's that's literally the only thing about, about the victims in this article. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we talked about that in the interview with Bikers Against Trafficking about how what the coverage is like on the news and how there's mm-hmm. always it's always one sided, especially when it comes to the elite stories. They talk about who's doing it, but they never, ever mention the victims, which is OK in one sense um, because they're not re-exploiting them. But they usually if they're mentioned, it's mentioned in a dark tone of they're a prostitute. OK, so the the only thing that we could kind of come to grips with in exposure like that is that it's it's being talked about. At least it's being talked about. At least the light is being shown on that it, it touches everybody. Anybody can fall into doing it and being a victim of it. Absolutely. And we talked about this before uh, when you were on my show in past episodes, but what are your feelings toward, um, I say president, President Donald Trump and, you know, all 
just his involvement in human trafficking. It's awesome. I mean, it really it put a it, it opened the eyes of a lot of people who weren't even paying attention to it. It finally has become more of a topic of conversation. So if even that, I mean, yes, he did a lot of great things of, of making bills and signing executive orders. And yes, all of that was great. And making he's the one who in, in, initiated the Human Trafficking Awareness Month for January and the Human Trafficking Awareness Day. He did all of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the, the ripple effect and the trickle down effect of that is that people are actually knowing what it is like we've been fighting human trafficking for every bit of you know decades and it's now becoming a a more commonplace phrase which now that it's become a commonplace phrase we need to push that even further and make it a commonplace reality absolutely wow i mean and just again going back to mainstream news media they are reporting on on human trafficking, on the arrest, but again, you don't hear so much about the victims. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, just recently, this was this is within uh, January and February. It said more than two hundred people were arrested in a human trafficking sting. So, this was actually dismantling a major human trafficking ring that was operating in Central Florida. Then you have uh, Contra uh, Costa County. So authorities made 13 arrests and then identified more than two dozen survivors of human trafficking. Then you have San Diego. Authorities arrested 48 people for alleged human trafficking, a sexual exploitation, and other criminal offenses. You have Gatlin, Tennessee. I I don't hear too much of Tennessee. Is that do you hear a lot of? Oh, Tennessee is pretty do? high. Okay. Yeah, Tennessee is okay. pretty high. Um, just there's so many tourist areas there. That's true. You know, yes. it, it is a destination state. It is, you know, um, Nashville, Memphis, things like that. Right. So it is pretty high up there. And there are actually a couple services there that specifically serve survivors of human trafficking that are really, really nice. Wow. So and that, you know, speaking of services um, in doing this, like I, we knew anyway from serving survivors, there's not enough services for them, period. Um, but in in speaking with the other you know, organizations and ministries that are doing this, there's, you know, we talked in Florida and he said that they have something like 40 beds in Florida for survivors. 30 of them are for women, um, none for boys, and the, the other 10 are for like families. So they're under serviced and that's everywhere across the country. I mean, if you look at the stats. I mean, you just you just read those numbers of the of arrest. Mm-hmm. So if those are the people who are doing who are being arrested for their activity of wanting to purchase sex. That means that they had opportunities to buy that many people. And there's a lot of survivors. Right. Then. And even if they just pulled 12 out. OK, say it was in Florida. Is that the one that you were talking about was in Florida that was they pulled 12 out? That was uh, 13 out of uh, con- uh, Contra Costa County. Okay. So mm-hmm. if there's only 40 California. beds, in, if there's only 40 beds in, and you pulled all those people out, where are they going to go? Right. So we need to be doing much better of ra- raising the awareness to start moving the hearts of people that either have experienced it or just are seriously so moved by it that they they want to provide a service and there's never ever enough beds for these services and we hit you know a bed is not just a place to sleep a bed is a place of long-term recovery long-term trauma healing and and getting that person back to whole and healed so they can come back into society and be a valuable member of our country and again for those for those that are not aware of your organization uh, Tiger Lily Resources 
how do how does your organization do that? Provide the healing and provide mm-hmm. the long term stay for. Well, people. we do we do short term. So short-term, we have okay. yeah, we have emergency short term placement, which, by the way, it is not operating right now. So a big ask that we're putting out. Um, we have we live out in the country. So we run on septic and the septic drain field is needing a whole overhaul. And that's about eleven thousand dollars to do it. Um, so we're putting out the ask of donors to chip in to do that so we can get the house open again. Our house is very key in the the journey that they take because we get them when they are straight out. We've done we've done detoxes at the house before. We're done, that's not what we claim to do, but we've done them before because it's just worked that way. Um, usually we'll put the, bring the girls to a hospital to do that part, but if they're able to do them at the house, we've done them at the house before. So they come with us and they sleep until they can't sleep anymore. They eat great food until they are ready to pop, and we just love on them and and bring them back to life. And once they start getting a little stir crazy, which is usually about a day and a half to two days, they're ready to go. Um, Then it's time to like encourage and start talking business. And we'll show them some of the long term homes that we work with and be like, okay, well, this one's here in Tennessee. This one's here in Kansas City. This one's here in, you know, Peoria, Illinois. And they get to choose where they want to go. And that's the long term. So we help them. They'll, They'll come to us with absolutely nothing. And then when they leave, they leave with everything they need. All of their toiletries, their clothes, their bag, even a stuffed animal to take along on the ride, you know, and we get them to their next stop and then just in, just hang with them, just walk with them and encourage them while they're going through that whole process. So. Well, how uh, tell people, how can how can people uh, donate to your organization? So, you know, I know that you want to get things back open and mm-hmm. going yeah. again. Yeah. Um, our website is the best place if you want to. We're looking for monthly supporters because even if it's $10 a month, um, monthly supporters is just something that gives us that foundational line that we know what to count on to keep, you know, covering the bills, paying the insurance, the utilities and things like that. Um, but the website, tigerlilyresources.org. Um, and then we have all the basics to like PayPal, Venmo, Cash App. Um, all of those you can find us at Tiger Lily Resources. That's great. Well, you heard that. So I know, Meredith, they would, you know, Tiger Lily Resources would love for you to help out. And just as simple as, what, $10 a month yeah. you can do? Yeah. We've got $10 a month and we've got donors who give $1,000 a month. That's amazing. We have, and- one. We have one donor who does that. And she's great. <laughs> <laughs> we need I- more of her. <laughs> Every little bit helps, though. Yes. Yeah, it does. Very Definitely. much. Definitely. Well, make sure you stick around. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we are going to touch on President Trump visiting East Palestine on Wednesday. And we are going to talk about what true leaders look like. This is the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk SPL 1019 and 94.1. You're listening to Definitely Holly on News Talk STL. Welcome back to the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL 1019 and 941. I have Meredith Foster in the studios with Tiger Lily Resources. Meredith comes on at least once a month, if not more, and she brings us up to date with everything that's going on with Tiger Lily Resources, her um, human trafficking organization that helps survivors and helps get them back on their feet and the resources that they need to keep moving forward. We've been talking about Traffic Stop, Meredith's podcast, and she informed us about Bikers Against Trafficking. You can go back and listen to that. We've been talking about human trafficking and what that looks like 
what that looked like through uh, January and February with the Super Bowl and everything going on with that. So make sure you go back and listen to that as well. We've been touching on President Trump as well. And I must say, I know that you agree with me, Meredith, that President Trump is a true leader. President Trump yes. is an, an example, mm-hmm. a wonderful example of what a true leader, a real leader and a commander in chief looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just had that, you know, that terrible incident, that so-called accident, quote, right. quote, in East Palestine. And I don't, I honestly, is it East Palestine or East Palestine? Because two people say it differently yeah, all over. I, all over. And I know it's different because, like, there's two other areas that, like, one is Selena. And if you would look at it, it would yes. be Salina. I don't know. There's, <laughs> I, it, I don't know how they pronounce it. So we'll just say Palestine. Pal- Palestine, Palestine. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Either way, people know exactly yeah. what we're talking yeah. about. But it's, you know, again, where was our fake President Biden? And I hate saying President Biden. I mm-hmm. throw in the fake. Where was he? Right. Nope. He was just in Poland and Ukraine, you know, getting more, giving more money to Ukraine to probably fund some human trafficking and do some mm-hmm. other shady stuff mm-hmm. and circle that money around. But again, he was nowhere in sight. He's too busy falling downstairs, falling upstairs, and just being a you know criminal that he is. But President Trump, he stepped up to the plate. He got you know mm-hmm. in his jet with um his son, and he flew to East Palestine. And I'm sure, I mean, you can tell from you know the videos and the pictures that they were so appreciative of that. Yeah. You know, he just gave out cleaning supplies and tons of bottled water to that area. Um, that was all collected through his uh, Trump organizations. But this is what a, a real leader looks like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the footage of when his son was down in a creek and he had a stick and was stirring up the water to or from the dirt in the water to see the chemicals that rise to the surface of the water. And when he did it, you could just see a plume of white and rainbow that yes. came up from the water. And they're claiming that it's not a big deal. So I saw huh. something posted where they were like, you know, they made us wear a mask for two years because of this crazy virus. But, you know, oh, go ahead and breathe that. It's OK. It's safe. Right. It's not a big deal. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. There there's so many examples of mm-hmm. that, you know, just do what I say, not what I do yeah. and just corruption in general. But you're right, though. There's so many pictures and video of that water over there, mm-hmm. literally rainbow colored. And I actually had a uh, East Palestine resident on my show uh, the last episode. So everyone will have to go back and listen to that as well. Her name was Jessica. But she shared, you know, everything that's going on. And, you know, it just just to get people to organizations to help, you know, Red Cross and FEMA and just mm-hmm. no one would help. They were left on their own. So she literally packed up uh, her kids, I believe. Yes, it was her kids because she has two. And she is in Kentucky right now. They got out. Wow. They stuck around for a bit, but then they got out because it's still, you know, they're saying, oh, no, it's safe. It's safe. How can it be safe? How can it be safe? And I don't know how many I've not heard too many people talking about, you know, it, it wrecked by a river. That is a flowing river that touches numerous states. So it's not just confined to Palestine, Palestine, Ohio. It is spreading through multiple states in our country. Exactly. There are six states, um, including Illinois, that actually the Ohio uh, River mm-hmm. Basin actually flows directly into. And again, this is all it all it's everything's connected. Mm-hmm. 
all these river basins and, and water, they're all connected. And so even like St. Louis and St. Charles, we've recently had something in St. Charles uh, within the past two weeks where they're saying, you know, the water's contaminated, so don't drink, you know, the water. So they're going to get it from St. Louis. St. Louis is okay, but not St. Charles at the time, but they're going to get it fixed. And I'm just like, I will not, my, my cats will, or, you know, I don't give my cats. Filtered, filtered water. Yeah, I don't give my cats tap water anymore. I do not drink that water. I will only drink filtered water. I mean, this. Right. Isn't this that crazy? crazy? What country do we live in that we can't? We were always so like, oh, we can just drink out of the hose, right? This is the United States <laughs> right? of America, and we're having to deal with this. Just, just thinking about yeah. if the water that we're drinking and, and our kids are drinking is safe. Right. Well, and I don't, again, I don't know if, how many people are talking about this either, but that uh, derailment was not the only one. There was like five other derailments that they're not talking about that all were carrying some sort of a hazardous material. Yes. And again, it's it's all these chemicals. And um, what chemical, what one of the chemicals that spilt was, uh, what was it, vinyl? Vinyl chloride, I want yeah, to say. Hydrovinyl yes. chloride or something like that. Like that yeah. plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's terrible for mm-hmm. you to breathe in, for you to come in contact with your skin. It gets, even if you touch it, like um, I was talking about this during uh, my last episode, just like a paper receipt. You know, you go to a restaurant, you get a receipt. Mm-hmm. So I work at a bar restaurant during the weekends. After I handle receipts, I will wash my hands maybe a hundred times within that shift that I work because that gets through your pores. Mm-hmm. So if it gets through your pores, think about what that's doing in the water and in mm-hmm. the air and right. in the amount of it. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Well, and it's not just if it's in the water and the air, then it's also affecting not just people. It's affecting animals. Yes. And we use, ingest animals. <laughs> like we, you know what I mean? This is such a huge ripple effect of not good. Not good. No. But thankfully for our president, Donald Trump, you know, he his leadership is clearly shown and his character. Mm-hmm. I just want to say character is the single most important attribute to a successful and worthy life. Your character shows through. You know, there's a lot of people that I can think of offhand that, you know, that I deal with or just know in general business owners or just people in general that you know, may have a successful business and they may have a lot of money and they may have all these fancy cars or fancy what, you know, everything, material items or it may look like they're doing well. Maybe they are. But in the long run, you are screwed Mm -hmm. because in the long run, what goes around comes around and people know your character. Yep. They want your, what do they say? Whitewashed tombs. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And people know if you're not authentic. Mm -hmm. Again, you won't get far in life in the long run, because word gets around about your character, mm-hmm. your integrity. So basically, if you help others in life, others are going to in turn help you. And that's how life should be. But unfortunately, you know, you have a lot of people who, you know, are very willing to step on others, mm-hmm. to literally step on others to get ahead with their own, you know, and then bad it'll never last. It'll never Absolutely. last. Absolutely. Yep. Not at all. So go ahead and uh, tell people before I'm going to get my sponsor on the phone and he's actually going to share a little bit about what's going on in uh, Two Shamrocks Public House in O'Fallon, Missouri. But tell people how they can follow Tiger Lily Resources and, you know, and share and keep up uh, with, you know, what's going on. Um, We are on every social media platform we can be on. There's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Truth, Getter, Telegram. 
TikTok, all of them, um, Tiger Lily Resources. On Rumble, we're under Traffic Stop, Real News Sex Trafficking. Just the show is on Rumble. Um, and then our website, TigerLilyResources.org. It's T-I-G-E-R-L-I-L-I Resources.org. Phone number is 636-219-9545. And we are currently um, building out our advisory board right now, our general advisory board. So we have several positions to fill on that. So if you are moved to passionately take action against ending human trafficking in our country, we want to talk to you. Absolutely. And people can donate through your website as well. Yes. Yep. yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Meredith, like always. And we look forward to having you on next month. Absolutely. Thank you. That was Meredith Foster. Now we have on the phone uh, Tim from owner of, well, Tim and Mel. We love Tim and Mel to Shamrock's Public House in O'Fallon, Missouri. Welcome, Tim. Thank you, Holly. So the Freedom 13 Pub Crawl, what's that all about in at Two Shamrocks Public House. So Freedom 13 is an organization built to, uh, they're building retreats for veterans so they can just get away from society for a little bit. Uh, Mark Smith built it in memory of his son, Jared Smith, and Corporal Jarrow Smith, who a Marine that was passed away uh, in Afghanistan. So he built this organization in memory of his son. And every year we have a pub crawl. And basically, you just go bounce around to all the bars that are participating in Pub Crawl and donate to Freedom 13, and everybody has a great time. Uh, we had live music earlier today. We have it again later on tonight. So uh, if you don't have anything going on, swing by and uh, check out some live music, great drinks, and donate to an awesome cause. Yes. So live music tonight actually starts up again at 8 p.m., and that is uh, yep. Matt Walter Shield. He's amazing. So definitely... Yes, Yes, people have to go out and check him out. He plays all over. Wonderful musician. And then there's live music pretty much every Saturday, right? Yeah, for the most part, every Saturday. We uh, mixed in a couple Fridays just based on the artist dates. But for the most part, every Saturday we have live music. And I personally vetted each one of them. They're amazing artists. And, uh, you know, it's always a great time. Yes, definitely support local and go ahead and share a little bit about, too, so you recently had some uh, renovations, so now, you know, there's there's pool tables and a lot of games for people to enjoy as well. Yeah, we took over the unit next door, turned that into a sports bar game room, so we've got five dartboards, four pool tables, uh, plenty of seating, um, nine, we have a total of 19 TVs for all the sporting events, so yeah, it doubled our space, and at, uh, I mean, it created an awesome environment. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love going up there, you know, after I get done working like an ultimate defense or whatnot, I just go up there at the bar and I I sit there and I have my beer and it's such a great environment because, you know, it's almost like, you know, everyone kind of knows each other for the most part. It's kind of like it reminds me like a cheers environment. Exactly. I hear that all the time that this is their cheers. You know, they walk in and even if you've never been here before, you walk in, you feel like a regular. I hear that comment a lot. And go ahead and tell people what's your favorite menu item and what's a what's just a popular menu item that a lot of people seem to enjoy. So our burger is clearly the most popular item. We sell a, a ridiculous amount of burgers on a daily basis um, because we don't just go with, you know, basic meat. We Ours is a blend of ground chuck, short rib, and brisket. And in my opinion, it's the best burger around. It is very good. Is that your favorite too? Absolutely, yeah. Once you have that, it's hard to go, hard to switch to something else. Yes. 
Well, tell people how how can they, you know, stay up to date with what's going on at Two Shamrocks, other than my show. <laughs> TwoShamrocksPublicHouse.com. All, All right. of our events are updated daily. Everything we need, everything you need to know about Two Shamrocks is on that website. And if you don't want to do that, go to our Facebook page, Two Shamrocks Public House. Uh, I post daily. I make sure everybody knows is aware of what we're doing and all the causes we support. We're we're really big in supporting the community, and I post all that out there. All right. Thanks so much, Tim. Absolutely. Thanks, Holly. Thanks. You heard Tim. Go check out Two Shamrocks Public House in Ophala, Missouri, and support local. This is the Definitely Holly Show on News Talk STL 1019 and 941. My show is every Saturday evening at 5 p.m. You can go to NewstalkSTL.com and go to your favorite podcast apps. And all my, my podcast uh, episodes are listed Spotify, Apple, under the Definitely Holly Show. We will see you next Saturday. This is Definitely Holly on News Talk STL 1019 and 941.